Hello, and welcome to this week's excursion into action on film. And this week we're on the high seas, with the aid of four women and a man who loves cats and whiskey more than anybody else in the world. The women in question are the Prime Minister, two oil rig platforms called Jennifer and Ruth, and a supply vessel called Esther. The man is Rufus Excalibur Folks, and this is a North Sea hijack. The biggest oil production platform ever built is hijacked. God, what's happening? He's dead. North Sea hijack. When the next 12 hours could cost you 1,000 million pounds and 600 lives, you need a man who lives second by second. Harris will toss in the stun grenades, and at the same moment I shall kill the man nearest the remote control switch. Roger Moore in North Sea hijack. In the West End and all over London now, Certificate A. The supply vessel Esther is hijacked by a team of villains headed by Anthony Perkins, whose best friend was his mother when he played Norman Bates in Psycho back in 1960. They're on board for what appears to be a matter of minutes when they kill their first crew member, stuntman George Leach, who plays Magnuson, the chief officer. He's shot and thrown overboard. Well, simple enough, you might think. But this was done at sea and not in a tank at Pinewood Studios, which means he's only really wanting to do the take once. When he hits the water, he must arrive on the surface and drift out of shot. The vessel, as with any large vessel, can't just turn around and pick him up. So once he gets a visual cue from the deck that the shot is over, he must tread water until the boat comes back to get him. The water plays a huge part in this film, and much of the action takes place under it, but the North Sea isn't the clearest. In fact, in certain places you'd be hard pushed to see ten feet in front of you, never mind at night. So for those shots the crew moved to Malta, where the water is crystal clear, and the camera crew aren't going to miss anything at all. Also, this was where the full-size miniatures of the oil rig legs had been located. The stunt team, headed by Eddie Stacy, flew out and started practicing with breathing equipment. But when they got into the water for real, it was a very different situation, as stuntman Greg Powell now remembers. But one of the, I think one of the funniest adventures, really, uh, whether you could make a film about this, it was, it was North Sea hijack, just uh, Esther, Ruth, and Jennifer. It, it was already called uh, oil rigs. Three oil rigs. I've got to tell you, that was unbelievable. And no one ever got killed in that. In the, if I could say, in the funniest circumstances, right. you know, because we always we got a, a, a call. Andrew McLagan, as I say, after the wild geese become very friendly. And he, he loved all the boys, and he said, uh-huh. that, that "I got doing a film." He said, "So it's about deep sea diving." He said, can, "Can you dive?" I said, "Yeah, of course we can dive." No, not none of us could dive really like that. Snorkel, no, I think yeah. yeah, I think the only one was was um, who was it? Was um, Billy Dean from right. the Lake Billy Dean because he used to dive on in the River Thames. I don't know how deep he went. So we went to a swimming pool in Kensington, which was about three foot deep. No one was ever going to drown, you know what I mean? And um, we've done a little bit of training in there, you know. And there's some funny things went on in there. But then we go from there and we go out to Malta with all the bottles and everything like that and suddenly we get dumped into the Mediterranean and we're looking around went, well there's no sides now to hang on to you know there's 125 foot of water and if you've ever seen one of them oil rigs underneath it's bigger underneath than it is on top huge absolutely huge and you know we all had you know as you as you dive you have your partner you know what I mean so we're at the top and these stations we're all sitting there and we're all (laughs) 
testing their bottles on top, using most of the air, sitting on top, making sure it's going to work when we got <laughs> in the water. You know? And my partner um, for diving was Joe Dunn. Right. So, but we all jump in. Like I go in, then you know Billy jumps in, and Martin jumps in, and Eddie Stacy had a little chessboard the size of an iPad with chess pieces, and he's going, "That's one leg, that's that leg, that's that leg." Looks nothing like a chessboard when you get underneath there. It yeah. is like Trafalgar Square. Anyway, we're all getting the water, and we're all going to meet on where they pull the anchor up. Uh-huh. You know, a great big round thing where the anchor comes up. So I sort of sink down to that, and I'm sitting astride there. Then Martin Grace has come down. We're all going to meet there, and then we're going to swim around the rig, and you've got these little jet things underneath and everything like that. So Joe Dunn used to wear a gold ring, and it had a green stone in it. And straight away, Joe's in the water. Oh, I've recognised it through that, that ring, nothing else. So me and, me and Martin are sitting there looking up and Joe, well, I know it's Joe, is coming down and he's sinking down, sinking down, but he's coming down feet first at a sort of semi-rate of knots. Right. And as, he, as he's come alongside me and I've looked at him, I've put my hand up and give the signal like, okay. And he went, he just, went, no, he had so much weight on, he went straight past. Straight to the bottom. Never thought of dumping his weight belt. And me and Martin Grace had to change him, charge him down. We got the two of them, dumped his weight belt and he went up to the top. But, but yeah. in that, within that time, we used a bottle of air. And yeah, we had down there five minutes, you know, panicking. But that film was all little into the Mark McBride. <clears throat> and like Roger Moore said to Mark McBride, Mark, he said, if ever the crazy game was to get back together, he said, you would definitely be the leader. <laughs> he said, because every time Mark, you know, he used to come up, surface up, climb up the boat, all of a sudden you plop. Oh, fuck me. Something had dropped. You know what I mean? Oh, By the right. time we finished that film, the only thing he had on was his wetsuit. He lost everything else. <laughs> Absolutely lost everything else, you know what I mean? But it, 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 you know, because we were supposed to be crack um, special boat service, you know, yeah. SAS guys uh, infiltrating these rigs, um, you know, supposed to be elite. Well, I, I, at that time, I was carrying a lot of weight. I looked dressed up in a liner, I looked like a black woman. <laughs> it was Billy Dean, Jackie Cooper, places that like Clapton Junction Jackie. with the lines on their face. And they reckon when they used to show the rushes at Pinewood in the theatre in the morning, the theatre was packed. Really? Absolutely packed with people coming to watch up to see how we fucked up the day before. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those it was just a great memory that film for that for that thing, you know what I mean? As I say, you know, I remember Mark McBride, I think me, Jackie Cooper and Martin Grace were sitting on a boat. For some reason, they told us to eat currants. And it was a choppy old day. And we were just looking out to the sea with the oil rig there in the background. And Eddie Stacey was down there uh, directing underwater unit. Mm. And as we were sitting there, this body comes flying out of the water like that. And literally, before his flippers touched the water, he pulled his mouthpiece out and he went, fucking help me. And we jumped. It was Mark McBride. He un- he undone his um, let go of his Fenzy jacket. He was about 40, 50 feet down oh, under water. How he never got the bends, I don't know. But he literally come out like a torpedo, and that's how he answered us. Yeah, great. It's a great memories that film for that sort of stuff. This is a tale of the supernatural. The tapes, a podcast of the uncanny. Do you believe in ghosts? Join me, host Christopher Goldie, and guests as we discuss the best in unsettling television and film. Who is this? Who is coming? Find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Search for at The Tapes Pod. Part of the Pod Dojo Network.
He's a master strategist. I am telling you how to save the lives of 600 men. Demolitions expert. Get onto the diving section. Tell them I want a wetsuit and a berry gun. And he doesn't need a license to kill. Except for a slight squelch when entering the flesh. They do not make any noise. Roger Moore fights against time and terror as folks. Have I ever let you down? No. What's he like? Very odd. Cheers. On the other hand, I suspect that you picked the right man for the job. A wise decision, I assure you. The target. We're taking command of this ship, Captain. Nobody's going to get hurt if they do exactly what they're told. The plan. We want the British government to pay us a ransom. If anyone takes any action against us, everything goes up immediately. The mission. If I say I will get my men to the wheelhouse unobserved, I will do so. The man. Yesterday, one man completed the exercise. Today, you will all complete the exercise. Folks is fearless. There are over 600 people relying on us to save their lives. Folks is fatal. Kramer and his odious colleagues will be dead. Folks is fantastic. Three, two, one, go! If you want action, nothing will go wrong. If you want danger, now have the money here on time or the whole North Sea will be on fire. If you want adventure, everything is to go as planned. If you want excitement, you want folks. Oh my God! Roger Moore, James Mason, Anthony Perkins, Michael Parks. Folks, he doesn't need a license to kill. As you can hear from Greg there, it was a fun experience to work on the picture. He also mentioned some of the names who worked with him. Joe Dunn, who we lost sadly this year, was Peter Sellers' double on his last five outings as Inspector Clouseau in the Pink Panther movies and was Ringo Starr's double in the movie Help. Jack Cooper, who was uh, familiar to Bond fans as the man who doubles Chandler, who was thrown off the roof of the building in Cairo by Roger Moore in The Spy Who Loved Me. Mark McBride, who doubled Roger for some of the sequences, had been killed by him on a number of occasions back in the 60s during episodes of The Saint. Billy Dean was another stuntman with character parts on film and TV, including the radio operator at Pitt's Gloria in Honor Majesty's Secret Service and as a cowboy in Carry On Cowboy. Martin Grace, of course, had been Roger's chief stuntman since The Spy Who Loved Me, and Frank Mayer was in charge of the action on a number of shows in the 60s, including Danger Man, Department S, and Randall and Hopkirk Deceased but he'll often be remembered as Patrick McGowan's double on both Danger Man and The Prisoner. Greg Powell, of course, had worked on Bonds, The Wild Geese, and would eventually be coordinator on the first Mission Impossible movie in 1996 and all of the Harry Potter adventures. And stunt coordinator Eddie Stacy had pretty much done it all and was on a good run of pictures throughout the 80s. After this movie, he coordinated the action for Hawk the Slayer, The Dogs of War and Gorky Park. Now, this podcast is brought to you by those lovely people at the Pod Dojo Network. And if you want to find out more about all of their podcasts, you can do that by simply clicking the link below. Until next time.
Bye for now.